This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Attention, the Milf and Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional conversations of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. We are happy to be a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Please find them at deluxeeditionnetwork.com and tune in to the two featured podcasts of the month, that being the Barrel-Aged Chicks and the Deep Dark Secrets Podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Is it all your fault because you're an anxious and secure mess in relationships? Or are you having a normal reaction to a partner that doesn't communicate, sends mixed messages, bails without warning, loves Andrew, Kate, and Joe Logan, won't validate you, gives no reassurance, isn't guilty? Yes, all the above. Welcome to the MILF and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Diana, how you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Oh, boy. I don't like the tone in your voice. I don't know. Like, sometimes I wonder about you. Oh, God. You got a lot of shady shit going on in your life, and it makes me wonder, are you really who you say you are? <laughs> I have shady shit going on in my life? Like, how do I know you're really Diana? <laughs> How do I know you're the same person I went to high school with? Well, I mean, I'm definitely not that person. There was a like a 10 year gap in between where we reconnected and I'm you just definitely not that fucking person. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a late bloomer and I was a nerd and I was tiny and I didn't know my head from my ass back in high school. So, no, I'm not her. You're what do you want? still fucking tiny. And so is your ass. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Oh, no, I just am kind of leading into this week's subject because I think it's fucking amazing. It's an interesting one. Secret lives. Maybe you're trying to tell us something. Maybe. No, I'm too busy to have a secret life. I know, right? It me makes too. me wonder how people manage to do it, how they can have like multiple families, how they can have multiple yeah. jobs and side hustles. I, I found out he was married. It's like, what? You didn't know he was how the fuck did you not know this man was married? Like what <laughs> what kind of game or what kind of dick was he slinging to like to distract you from the fact that he only saw you on the weekends? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he has a whole nother life and you just didn't know? That's so fucking weird. You didn't yeah. find it suspicious that he had you go to like some random kid's soccer game every Saturday just for fun, you know? <laughs> and and sit on the other side of the field? Yeah. You didn't find that weird? That must have been some really good dick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, I know you've got some stats to give us. Well, I've got you've got some fucking charts and spreadsheets over here. Yeah, because I'm smart. Because <laughs> I'm smart. I know how to use the internet. <laughs> I'm smart. You got I'm, your nerd glasses on. They I'm look so, so researched. You are researched. I did my research. I got my evidence. <laughs> What I was about to say is that we live in Utah. We live in a very conservative religious state. Yeah. And you and I have heard enough fucking stories about people with secret lives. Yes. That, okay, let's say either they died and it all came out or they got divorced and it all came out. Yeah. Or one day they were like, hey, guess what? 
I'm gay and yep. I got 10 kids and kids, I'm gay. Like that happens all the time. We talked to Mikey about that in the one episode where well, he was uh-huh. literally dating men in the church like on what, Monday and Tuesday nights where they're supposed to be at pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> and instead they're blowing Mikey. Yep. And they are quote straight and religious and Mormon and, and dads. I mean, it is happening right under our nose. Right. And sometimes people get busted. We talk about the one big strip club that's downtown Salt Lake city Everyone knows each other's car in this fucking city. Like you can drive by that strip yeah. club. And you're like, is that Brian's car? I didn't. Yeah. I thought he was like my bishop. I thought he was. You know, how do you know what trails is, sir? You know, again, I know it's true. It's true. And then like we talked about with Mariah and in our swingers episode that there are lots of conservative, even religious people that are in these swinger groups yeah. that are in these polyamorous groups. And they're all sitting on the same bench in sacrament meeting. Right. And they all have the same shit on each other, which kind of helps them get away with their secret life. Which L- is called. What is that called? What is it called? Like bl- not blackmail. What's the word I'm looking for? extortion extortion yeah (laughs) hell yeah that's that's exactly what it is it's really really funny and a lot of the times it's very conservative religious upstanding moral people all the time that have all these crazy fucking secret lives i know we don't we're not any of those people and we don't have secret (laughs) boring as fuck boring as fuck i'm too lazy i mean Think about it. We're here recording. It takes a lot of fucking effort to have a secret life. Right. We're here recording two episodes of a podcast tonight. Yeah. Mostly because we are too poor and lazy to go out and do anything fun with anyone that's like that. I mean, yeah, look at us. Seeing, I mean, I'm single, but it's like there would be no reason for someone like myself to have a secret life. Right. I mean, why? I'm single. I don't have a, I don't have like a husband and... I don't get invited to swingers parties or anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you don't get invited to parties. You just get invited to the bedroom. <laughs> Straight to the bedroom. You're like, well, what about the fucking party? I like punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get in the room and I'll show you a party. There you go. Um, no, but it's true. These uh, secret lives are always, always, always. It is like textbook, religious executive, blah, 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 blah. A lot of them have to do with infidelity, but not all of them. You know, so I was looking at this. It said, recent studies show that 70% of all males and 50% of all females will have an extramarital affair at some point during their marriage. That number seems high, but then I thought about it. Okay, let's hear your thoughts. I've got a lot of married friends where one of them's fucked around, and I've sat on it. Yeah, like. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time thinking about any of my married friends, except for a very selective few, that haven't at least done something extramarital. Yep. I and, say yes to that. And I'm not even sure if the spouse knows. And it sucks to be the holder of that secret, you know? And if they're listening to this, they're like, oh, shit, am I one of them? <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> but it's true. It's true. I always look at these stats. And I'm like, that seems really high. And then I start counting on my fingers of how many people I know Versus how many people fit this And you're like, yeah, those are right. Oh, fuck. I think this is right. (laughs) Yeah, I agree, actually. I know know plenty for the same thing. So just based off of that stat, it says that this information suggests that most people 
will eventually lead or want a double life. Mm. I think you and I are not in that group. Like we said, we are just not energetic enough to lead a double life. We got the kids. We got the hobbies. We got the job. You've got the drive to start this new business. Also, you want your couch time. You want your wine time yes like you and i both really relish in our alone time i think more than oh yes oh yes and you know this is what's fun about getting older and really being okay with boundaries and like literally saying no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna come out tonight or no i'm not gonna do that instead i'm gonna do this like being able to be in a really healthy place emotionally to do that is like really powerful. And the the beautiful thing about that too is to have people like, obviously like you and I are, are super close friends, but to have people in our life that know we are that way. Like I literally have right. close friends that ask me, how are you feeling tonight? Do you feel like going out to have dinner or do you feel like meeting up for dinner or do you feel like you need to be home this evening or how was your day do you feel like it is so fucking awesome because it's like thank god i finally have this i have a healthy circle of people that know i'm this way and they don't get offended right they don't get butt hurt they're not like well fuck you like stop being such a pussy diana get your shoes on let's go dancing i've invited you to dinner every night this week and you haven't met with me once and you haven't had your kids all week and blip and they're taking it so fucking personal like those are the people that i get rid of out of my life so fucking fast right like the turnover is like oh my god i've right? dated the social butterflies i've dated the high energy fomo girls the, the social is good sometimes oh okay? but not when it's every night yeah i had a child with and lived with and potentially will live the rest of my life with a non-fomo woman and it's fucking amazing yeah oh my god it's so amazing we're yeah. like we are going to sit and watch Queer Eye, drink wine, and eat fucking summer sausage at midnight. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That is such my vibe. No, that's good, right? And I know, you know, I have a fair share of men in my life that are that way too, which is great. But even then, sometimes I don't want them next to me eating nachos with me. Sometimes I just want You just want to eat those be, nachos by yourself. I just want it to be me for fuck's sakes. Like- Maybe I just want to like let it all hang out. I don't know. Like women just need our space sometimes, you know. But yeah, you find a person like that, like you've got like the two of you are so so, your match is so perfect in that sense that you don't have to go out and do all this fun shit to stay alive. You know, right. Like when we went to the concert a couple weeks ago, the two concerts. Yeah. the, The people that we went with did like five hours of shit before. Yes. And then wanted to do five more hours of shit after. I'm like, no, give me a fucking ride home. I am so goddamn done. Funny story about that. Yeah. Is I was invited to do all that stuff before the concerts. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I did yard work. Like I literally did four hours of yard work. And then met up with all of you guys later on in the evening, like when we were all together. Duran Duran was the funniest because during the two (laughs) opening acts, you sent me a picture of you in your pajamas and then you magically appeared as they took the stage in your fun clothes. Like you're like, I'm timing this shit out because I don't want to waste any of my fucking time or energy. I just want the good stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you get good at that. You You do. You really do get good at like managing time and your honestly your mental health that's what it's about like I needed two hours on the couch 
snuggling my cat on my phone, fucking around. Who knows? I don't give a shit. Social media, reading, playing a game on my phone. I don't fucking care. I just needed a timeout. And then I was like, you know, I feel guilty. These are my people. They're at this show. I made this happen for everyone. I should at least go say hi. So it's like better late than never. Fuck me. Hi, how you doing? Great. Okay. Well, that was good enough for me. I'm going back home now, you know, and that's okay. I think where you, I, and Kristen work so well together as a group is that we are essentially like the battery meter on a cell phone. Yes. Like we, you can read the bars on your face. Yes. And when you get down into the red, you're like, okay, I see it. We're just about done. You knew. And it's great. It's perfect because there's some motherfuckers that can be in green all night. And I'm just like, oh, you know. Yeah. it, It hurts me. It hurts my soul. Like I don't, but luckily I don't have the FOMO yeah that doesn't you know i they could go to a fucking playboy mansion party right after like i got us into the playboy mansion yeah and i'd be like you know it's midnight i'm going home no for (laughs) real me too i'd be like i don't know like send me pictures maybe i don't know i'm going home (laughs) keep on going sorry we went down a rabbit hole no it's fine because it kind of leads into why people do leave these uh double lives so according to dr sherry turkle she's a sociologist at the massachusetts institute of technology Some people use online interactive games like The Sims to create families and communities that they wish they had. Like, I think that's why people do some of those RPGs or online Second Life stuff is maybe they're a little bit bored in their life and they want to create some kind of alternative reality. They're like, and this Sim is going to have triple Ds and this (laughs) Sim is going to have a nice big luscious ass yeah right that's hilarious she believes that there is deep psychological meaning in how people are using online identities to express their problems and attempt to solve them in a relatively consequence free environment Mm -hmm. it's true i think that's why that second life stuff is so big and then what it does is it starts by planting the seeds of people saying well i could do this in real life If I can create this lifestyle that makes me happy and feel good about my life decisions and choices in a computer, what if I created that personality and just lived it for real? Is that when the executive leaves his wife and kids for the young secretary? It could be. I've never been an executive, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it says here that people get swept up in double lives all the time. They start small and then some just snowball out of control. Why? Well, number one, the fear of rejection. So when they chose people who are close to them, they realize that they are not who they said they were. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this in the past. Like, let's say you have a child or some kind of commitment with someone you fell in love with, only to find out that five years down the road, they are nothing like the person you fell in love with. But you're committed. You want to make it work. You want to make it work for the kids. Yeah. So you have two choices. Actually, you have three choices. Choice number one, Just fucking deal with it and be miserable. (laughs) Yep. Choice number two, divorce, split. Choice number three, find an extracurricular activity that hopefully they'll never find out about that brings you some joy in your life so you don't fucking- Like an extracurricular activity person is what you're saying, right? A person or a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about that with people who have bondage in their life that their husband Mm -hmm. doesn't know about. I see. Or the situations that we talked about with Mikey. It's like, okay, well, maybe they're not entirely gay. Maybe they're bisexual or polyamorous or whatever. And they just go and explore- like, I have a friend who says, hey, when the bear's hungry, he'll eat. He'll fuck a dude or a girl. He just wants to get out there and put his dick in something. 
but his wife would never know. You know, it's that kind of thing. Crazy and funny. Oh my god. They also say judgment of being a bad or immoral person. You know, like what if you do have these desires? What if you do have these urges? And the person that you're madly in love with and have committed yourself to for the rest of your life doesn't feel that way. Yes, and there should be a full-blown 100% episode on that. Right, like a hall pass a kind of situation. A full-blown episode on this podcast for that alone because shame on you. I don't fucking care if you're a husband or if you are a wife. If your person cannot come to you because they are having fear of judgment, you're doing something really fucking wrong in your life. You need to be approachable. If you don't want your husband sticking his dick in something else, you better be approachable and let him come to you with every fantasy, kink, fetish, whatever it fucking is. Right. I will preach that. I'll give a motherfucking TED talk on this shit because it's important. It is so important. That is the number one reason I know personally of people that are cheating currently on their person, husband. I I just came up with a magnificent career for you. Oh, God, what? Sexual mediator. Okay, let's do it. Like you show up to a A family's house of a couple who aren't getting along because they are afraid of opening up their deepest, darkest desires. You sit person A in a chair Person B on the couch. Have a motherfucking intervention. Let's go. It's like, okay, what do you like? Yep. And what do you like? What do you like? What are you willing to try? What are you willing to not try? What's All a deal right. breaker? What's not a deal breaker? Yeah. Ask you could them. do it like Weight Watchers. Let's you go. could have points, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, so let's see. Uh, uh, lamb shank up the ass is five points, you know? <laughs> lamb shank up the ass. Here we go. But getting <laughs> but getting whipped with like a little, you know, little chain kind of deal is only think, three I points. I think the red and blue lights in this room are really getting to your head, Antonio. <laughs> have I been in here too long? I've been in here for a couple hours. I fucking love this. No, you're right. Right. You're right. I I believe very strongly to be so open, like as a human in general. Yeah. That your people, not just your spouse and your partner, but your friends for fuck's sakes, your people feel comfortable enough to come to you with information as in, listen, I know we've been married 25 years, hardly have sex. I just want you to know, like, I need to have sex once a day. Right. If we aren't having sex once a day, how about you watch me while I get myself off? How about that? Like, what's wrong with that? Compromise, great. You know, like, have the conversation. Is it going to be uncomfortable? It might be uncomfortable for the person saying it, but the person that's receiving the information should never be so closed off that they can't hear it. Right. It could be something like, all right, we have sex on odd days or you just jerk me off in the shower on even days. Yes. Fucking compromise, you know? It's important. <laughs> it's very important. Yep. Okay, keep going. Sorry. So some of the things that people are afraid of with these double lives, loss of reputation and income. For example, if your employer discovers that uh, you have secret activities and they're not compatible with the image of that employer, you could be let go from your position. We hear about this. I think it's bullshit because what you do on your own time is your own time. There is a weird thing, and I don't want to get it too sticky, where, like, you know, let's say we're seeing all these Karens get caught on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Being just real bitches yeah. or assholes, dudes being assholes in public, maybe saying some racist shit, yeah. and then their job fires them for something they did in their personal yeah. time. 
you know, I really love to see accountability on people, but yeah. sometimes I wonder, is that really the employer's stance? Like, do they really have a say of how you handle yourself in your out-of-work life? That's I mean, a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm not even sure. Like, yes, I want bad things to happen. Not necessarily bad things. I want consequences being held over people who do shitty stuff to other people. Yeah. But at the same time, if they're not on the clock. Yeah, if it's not happening during company time. It's hard. That's a hard one. Because like, let's is. say you're a PR person. Like you're a face. You're the person that sells that product. And you've tainted the image. Maybe. That is a really big problem. Right. But if you're just fucking Sally, who's a data entry person in the basement, how does that affect the company? You know, that's where I'm a little bit conflicted on that. Yeah, I I totally hear you. God, we're having you might want to keep some notes over there on your desk because <laughs> these are good for like a full episode. This is right. some good shit. I mean, but like at oh the same God. time, like I mean, I'm a business owner, right? You're a manager. Yeah. And for me, I know that people God, that's tough. Because here's the you, thing, like, like you literally could lose business. What is more disgusting? Uh Diana getting her tits out on OnlyFans? Or Karen being a racist bitch to someone in a Taco Bell. I'll pick Karen all day, you know? Yeah. But you keep hearing about people being let go from their jobs because their employers find out they have an OnlyFans or that they are, you know, doing stripping on the weekend and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of bullshit and it's a hard slippery slope based on, I it guess, is. what kind of business you are. It's a but slippery slope. that's why people try and keep it secret because they know that there are consequences for pretty much anything these days. Yes, 100%. And the worst of it is incarceration. Like if the secret activities are illegal and they have the potential consequence of time spent in prison. I mean, to me, that's more of like financial shit. Like what's, let's say you're robbing banks on the weekend because you're excited by it or something. Or being you know? a piece of shit and being sexual with, with people that you shouldn't be sexual. Forcefully and shit like forcefully that. Forcefully yeah, yeah. and underage. I mean, that's some shit. That's yeah. illegal. Well, right? we find about, we have a lot of that shit happening right now in Utah with people in the church yes. who have come out and being discovered that they were child molesters and pedophiles this whole time. Yeah. And their family would have never imagined it because they're a bishop. Isn't that funny that you started that conversation just right now, that thing you said in the church? Literally, this topic goes textbook, parallel, secret lives, church and not even just the Secret lds lives, church. It's, religion it's all the religions yeah i mean the catholic church is the biggest one oh, right yeah. but like it's, yeah. it's a regional thing no matter what your biggest religion is in your region that's where all the shady shit ends up being what about the people this is kind of an interesting spin uh-huh what about the people that aren't religious like myself that's spiritual and open and loving and accepting um, we don't have secret lives. I mean, we don't need to because we don't, there's nobody to disappoint. Well, also because right? we are exercising our passions. We're exciting our passions in public. We're not hiding anything for anybody. I mean, we might be a little bit quiet about like, let's say things that we know about other people. Yeah. But for the most part, what you hear on this podcast and what you see of Diana in real life is just her. Yeah, you know? it's true. And sometimes you might be a little too candid about your shit. Yeah, you know? and sometimes I feel like I am, and it's a very scary place to be. I mean, I could be super fucking candid about something, a topic right now, but I'm going to choose not to. Um, but if someone were to come and ask me a question point blank to my face, 
I value and I respect people that have certain things in their life that they just want to keep private. Right. But it's not living a secret life. Right. It's not living a full-blown secret life. Like, there's just things I like to keep private, period. But if you were to come and look at me in my fucking face or call me or text me and ask me, I would tell you the truth. Because I am an honest person. Right. Hey, this is Casey Shearer. And this is Ray. Do you like pop culture? We're pretty sure you do. Then come on over and check us out at deluxeedition.show. You will not be sorry. Or maybe you will be. I don't know. Do you know anybody or have you ever dated anybody that had a secret life that was like, holy shit, that was completely out of left field? Um... Yeah. Yeah, I have actually really interesting and weird circumstances on a handful of them. But yes. See, for me, I think it's funny because my dad was he was a very secretive person about his youth. He told me everything about, you know, his adult life and he hid very little from me. But I really know nothing about his youth other than some stories from from people. I mean, this is this might not be the the forum to pronounce it, but I don't know. I've always had a suspicion that my dad might have killed somebody in a yeah. fight when he was younger. Sure. I've heard things that maybe support that, but he never told me. Yeah. I knew that he was a boxer in his youth, but like whatever happened between like age 10 and 25, I have no idea. He was so secretive about it. Yeah, that's interesting. He did tell me a story though about, <laughs> it's funny because it was like a secret life and infidelity about my grandfather, who I didn't really have that close of a relationship with, but- my dad was living in Las Vegas as a youth and he was dating this girl. And one day he spent the night at her house and woke up in the morning and he reached for his watch. But when he put on his watch, he realized it wasn't his watch. It was (gasps) his dad's watch. So he had found out that he and his dad had been dating the same girl for like the last two years. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) And he didn't know that his dad was even your friend. This is my dad. This was my dad dad and his dad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's not a secret life story about my dad. That was a secret life story about his dad. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That is crazy. He's like, holy shit. This is my father's watch. (laughs) Oh, God damn. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've got some more, but I don't really want to tell them because people listen and they would know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. But how about some stories that I got off of my favorite reliable resource on the internet, Reddit? So how about this? I had a dear friend in his 60s and then into his 70s who was a kind, wise, and delightful person. He was a pillar of his church and always helping those in need. Simultaneously, he was also a much-beloved elder of the local BDSM community. He would literally go from dungeon parties on Saturday evening to the front pew of church on Sunday morning, participating in both venues with sincere joy and enthusiasm. (laughs) Nobody knew this until the day he died and at his funeral, all the people in his secret life showed up. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I love that. Here's another one. One of my mom's good friends used to live next door to us. She had two teenagers with her husband, and they seemed to be living happily together. One day they woke up, and the husband was gone. 
It turns out that he had another woman on the side who had just given birth to twins. He left to go live with her permanently, and no one ever knew he had this side family that basically doubles everything he owned between his wife and other woman. Oh my hell. I've heard of that kind of stuff quite a bit, actually. Wow. <laughs> of a man who has double lives, especially with like traveling salesmen. Yeah. That, that's a story I've heard a lot of like, okay, they're always on the road. They're always closing accounts in other pilots. cities. I've heard that with pilots. Pilots too. Yeah. They've got like their hub. Do airport. you know anyone though, like personally that that has happened to? I do know a pilot. I'm not saying he has a double life, but essentially he has an apartment in all the major cities Yeah, and he's got like his chickadee living in the apartment in each and every city. Oh, okay. Yeah. But is he married? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking like married and full-blown, full, full-on building a second life over here. No, I know dudes that are screwing around. I know women that are screwing around, but I don't know anyone who's got like two households and two that families and so two shit. That is so wild. That's ballsy as fuck. My Uncle Ron was a drag queen. Yeah, Uncle Ron. Yeah, support drag queens, everybody. Yes. He didn't make it very big, but he really put a lot of time and effort into his craft. He disguised this by pretending to be in a bowling league that practiced every Saturday and Sunday night. He really was in a bowling league, but they only practiced on Sundays. He managed to keep it a secret for about five <laughs> years until we went to the gay bar about half an hour away from where we lived, and we saw him performing at a bachelorette party. He asked me and my friends to keep it a secret from the rest of the family. That is so good. Um, I thought that I knew a drag queen. Uh-huh. It turned out that he was actually a secret Elvis impersonator. <laughs> okay. Which to me is worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, no, um, I know some drag queens, but they don't hide it. They yeah. flaunt it and they love it and they love being in that lifestyle. And I fucking love how open they are with their life. It's fantastic. No, I love that too. No, Mikey. Damn, where is he when we need him? I know. You know, Mikey's got some stories on this stuff. I Maybe mean, too many. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, he's, he doesn't have loose lips, but at the same time. Yeah. It, there's something about the gay community in Salt Lake. They all know each other. Oh, yeah. So it's do. really hard. Like if you mention even an, yeah. an incident, someone will know about someone it. Someone will know about it. Like, I know. Mikey's talking shit about you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, my son is only 18 and he has told me the same thing about the gay community. Everybody knows everybody, but. Um, yeah, he has some stories. And the thing is, is this is so accessible now for these guys. I mean, Grindr, right? Like you have the apps that you can find other gay people. Right. And you, they, these men are straight that are, well, they say they're straight, but they have these totally double lives. It just blows me away that their wives just have no fucking clue. Isn't that, is that wild to you? It's that crazy. They just don't know. I have like so much confidence in my situation because I know Kristen, like we said, is too tired and worn out and loves just to be home too much to ever have a secret life. She knows the same about me. I, if I had a secret life, it would probably be podcasting more in a separate location. Yeah. So I don't get shit for podcasting more at home. Yeah. You know? It's just like if I was. It'd be a, some nerdy shit. <laughs> I just think I would like pick up on the fact that my husband was having some gay tendencies, I guess, mm -hmm. or something, or wanting to explore around with that. I don't know. I just think it's crazy that some of these wives just don't have a fucking clue. That's one of my favorite parts about the movie Knocked Up is the scene <laughs> with uh, Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd where she thinks he's having an affair. 
but really he just goes and sees Spider-Man by himself because like, I just needed some time to myself. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. She's like, I like Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Like I, I could see myself like if she ever thought I was having an extra marital thing or going out, I would probably be just be doing something fucking nerdy like seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. If you had a second life or if you had the need for one, what do you think it would be? Me? Yeah. Oh God. I think that I would be... I was going to say either a stripper, but more like I could see you as like a coyote, ugly dancing bartender. Yeah. You know, something like that. Even that, that, like that doesn't count. These things, you cannot, you literally cannot ask me these questions because it wouldn't be a secret life. If I was a stripper, everyone in my life would know I was a stripper. Not if you went to like Winnemucca or Wendover. I know so many women that do that. Why would I need to do that? Because you can make like a thousand dollars. No, I just mean, but you would know. I would tell everybody. Why would you? Because why would I keep it a secret? My point is, why would I? Right. Need a secret life. If I had a husband at home, right, what I should be doing is asking you that because you have a partner. You live together under the same roof. I don't have that. Right. So what would it be? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be from your partner. It could be from your kids. If you don't want your kids to know that you're a stripper, you're like, okay, well, mommy's going to a business conference. Oh, my God. My kids are so fucking smart. Are you kidding me? (laughs) They're like, mom, why do you smell like fucking brass polish? My (laughs) kids would be like, where the fuck did all this money come from? Holy shit. What are all these ones doing? Mom, what is all this shit? You know, I mean, they would red lipstick. Mom, why are you wearing red lipstick all of a sudden? What the fuck's happening? Like they would. Your kids would figure it out. My child, (laughs) he has this fucking nice Audi A3 now and he drives all over the goddamn city. He would see my vehicle someplace and be like, well, there's my mom's car. She's at work tonight. (laughs) There's no way I could hide my, a secret life just wouldn't exist for me. So for you, let's hear it. Secret life. If I had a secret life, ooh, you know what? Okay, because we are totally open on this podcast, Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to be a porn director. Damn, see, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Not because of anything like kinky or sexual. It's just the porn I've watched in my life is so fucking boring and static. Yeah. And I think very cinematically. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to Spielberg some shit right now. Get me like a steady cam. Yeah. I'm going to make these people fuck on Mars. That's what we're doing. Like, yeah. I would make it like. So maybe that's my thing. Because, you know, I that's one of my kinks and little funny, not fetish, but kind of a fantasy and kink is to have lights, camera, and action on me. Right. And the same thing. Maybe my secret life would be to be in a porn, but make it realistic. What would your porn name be? My porn name? Yeah. Um, Dirty Diana. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It actually works. But no, I just mean like the porn that is out there is so unrealistic. Like I would make it realistic and funny and fun and like, nope. I can't put my leg up that high. Right. No, that's not going to happen. So it would be like a, a comedy porn, but like super sexy at the same time. That's probably what I would do. Right. You want to get people laughing, crying. You want them to feel emotions. And that is definitely <laughs> something that I could do that nobody would know. Like Not even my kids. Like I could hide that very, very much so. What, you're going to wear a fake beard or some shit? <laughs> no, I just mean um, to be like... 
to be on a porn, there would be things I could do. Like you can wear something on your like face. Like a masquerade I don't know. mask. A masquerade or, mask yeah. or something like that. But um, yeah, like a strip club or a bar, that's just fucking Utah's too small. Yeah, and there's only that. three of them. You <laughs> literally can't do that without. Someone's going to figure yeah. it out instantly. Unless you're traveling to Vegas every weekend. Right. Or like I said, Winnemucca or Wendover, like these trucker towns. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what would my porn director name be? I think my porn director name would be Raul Montenegro. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you've put some thought into this. No, I just thought about that right now, but it sounds good. good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Don't allow someone who doesn't want a relationship with you to get a relationship with you. You know when someone says they don't want a committed relationship, but then they treat you like a boyfriend or a girlfriend? I'm often asked, why does that happen? Why do they not want to be with me yet call me all the time or hang out with me all the time? It's because they're getting all the relationship benefits without doing any of the relationship work, and they're going to keep taking it as long as you're giving it to them. You need to make them make a choice. Do they want a relationship or not? What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I lived that life, was in that exact situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably a year or maybe two years after the divorce. Yep. Yes. Does it happen very often? Like, do you find people that just want that or do you sniff it out pretty well after that first time? That has never happened to me since. Okay. Never. Because you're too smart. You learned your lesson off of that one. It's hard. It's yeah. it's hard when you start dating in a new world and a new environment than what you were used to pre-marriage. Right. Because there are so many new games and manipulations and and strategies that people use that they've learned from other people. They've been dating in a shitty dating pool, you know? Yeah, I'm trying really hard right now. I'm biting my tongue because if I say too much, <clears throat> then anyone that knows me will put it together. Right. And of to who this person is and was. Um because a lot of people, everyone in my life and everyone in his life knew of our arrangement. Right. And quite frankly, his family was really shocked that I was okay with the arrangement. But the reason I was okay with it is because I was not fully um, healed emotionally after the divorce. And I allowed it because in my mind, I was going to change his mind. Right. In my mind, it was going to, he was going to wake up and have an aha moment one day and be like, okay, I'm ready to be with you. You're fucking amazing in all the ways. Um, so I had a motive, you know, I had kind of a plan in the back of my mind that I was going to get him to completely fall in love with me. So I just went with it. I kind of laughed at him a little bit like, okay, um, you're cute. You're that's, cute. Good luck with that. That sounds good. That's what we'll do. We'll do your little arrangement. It's adorable. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you motherfucker, you're going to fall in love with me. Yeah. You're going to finally be together. It's going to be great. Well, that didn't happen. And then it became more of a mind fuck. Because then I realized that he was 
he was kind of puppeteering, I guess, if you will. Like he was doing this with other people, mm. not physically, but talking. Okay. He was a life coach. I will only say that much. And the reason why I say that is because it was easy for him to use his knowledge in life coaching to just make it look innocent, like he's talking and helping and coaching. That's what fucking cult leaders do. Okay. It was a mind fuck for me. Yeah. And so I had to consciously push and like, like sever the relationship. And when I say relationship, there wasn't a fucking relationship. Right. Right. Everything was there though. And it was really unhealthy and it fucked me up for a minute. It did. See, for me, uh, like I said a couple episodes ago, how I say that I am more convinced now than ever that the male mind doesn't fully mature until like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Because in my 20s, when I was dating women, I would go into every, I'm not even saying relationship, I'd go into every, let's say, romantic encounter with relationship energy. Yeah. Like it could be date two and I'm coming at you like we're already a couple because in my mind I could manifest a relationship and it would just happen because I was fucking stupid. And in my mind, I feel like I had zero evidence. Like there was no control factor to this experiment in my mind. Oh, this is just going to work because I'm smart. No, I was a fucking idiot and girls saw (laughs) right through it. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like me not getting the relationship energy from them. It was me literally trying to inflict relationship energy on someone who was just like on date number two. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. And back off. And guess what? I learned from that. Like you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fuck around and find out. Absolutely. That's the whole meaning of life, you know? Yeah. And I learned real quick, real fucking quick. And like you said, I could see it. I now can see that a mile away. I mean, that was a long time ago. But even after that happened... um, Mm-mm. I kind of, it was like me. I was then, I turned the tables to be the one that was in control. Right. And then I became really clear on, do I just want to fuck around with this person or is this a relationship potential? Gotcha. something that would be fun is to have our listeners reach out to you either on Instagram or on the website. Yes. Or themilfandmepod.com and let us know if they have any fun secret life stories. They can be completely anonymous, but I want to know if anyone knows anybody or if they've heard a story of their own of secret lives and what they were up to. I know someone Especially, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But, but someone that reached out to me on social media, F- FYI, since the podcast. Oh, well, there you go. But I want more. And, you know, like, I am so good with, like, I'm not going to fucking say anything. Why? That doesn't get me anywhere. Right. But if you don't want it to be, you know, if you want it to be anonymous, then I don't know. How would they reach out if they wanted it to be anonymous? That would be kind of hard on social medias. I mean, we would probably know who they were, but we're not going to say who they are if we read them off online, you know? But I just mean if they didn't even want us to know who they were, there's no way to do that, is there? Probably not. (laughs) Damn. But why would it matter? 
Well, there's a lot of people that are just scared, I think, like nervous or worried or they live in this fear that they don't want to be one judge. Oh, you're thinking like they might think that we would out them even though we promise not to. Exactly. We would never out anyone. I know we wouldn't, but people have trust issues. Fuck, there's things about my life that I'm not going to share with. All right, fine. If you don't have any trust issues, then reach out to us. (laughs) And if you have trust issues, thank you for listening and be quiet. (laughs) Oh, come on. No, but seriously, I want everyone to feel comfortable enough to come to me or Antonio. Um, I do the MILF and me on Instagram. He's starting to handle this stuff on Twitter. But seriously, reach out, send us a message. Um, I would love to hear stuff. Like, just, I'm intrigued by it more than anything because I'm very i'm not very knowledgeable in that world but you're also very accepting of pretty much well, everything fuck yes absolutely you I'll literally are like the best person to talk to about shit like that because you are like tell me more fuck yes yeah. i want to know yeah i've never seen you turn your nose up on anything except for the whole thing about shitting on the chest yeah that was some, <laughs> that was some shit oh my literally. god i literally could not i still can't like i still i have tried so hard to erase that out of my brain like i said we don't kink shame just don't tell Gianna any shit on the chest stories and we'll be it's fine just yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's just dirty Hey, that's to stop it. That's just, I can't believe you just fucking did that. It's so gross. Everyone, thank you for listening to the Milf and Me podcast this week. He's so gross. Uh, get out of here. I love you. I love you too. Don't forget to subscribe to our socials. Check us out on the Milf and Me pod.com. Stay tuned for the video. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Diana, I love you. I I will see you next week. I love you.